Hey everyone, I am Reva and just want to take a moment and thank you for listening to our studio podcast. Although we are here in Greenville, South Carolina, we are grateful for your support to see the message of Jesus go out all over the world. In case you are not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our podcast bio. We hope you enjoy this week's talk and it encourages you and it helps you to be the human God designed you to be. So with that, let's get right to it. You guys did awesome. I love it. Um, Emily, you are a new updates person. That was so good. If you're a lady, say hey. I'm like, ooh, I see you, Emily. So fun. I love being all together at the 4 p.m., our final 4 p.m. I'm just taking a mental picture right now. Ah, oh, you guys are good looking. Next time I see you, it's just going to be in the morning, and then we can go play after. It's going to be great. Um, Eric is not here today. I feel sad for him. I mean, we miss him, but I feel sad for what he's missing. This is just really special. But he is in Reading and got the opportunity to go back to Bethel and be with some of our friends and family and um, just super fun. He wanted to, he was missing you guys so much, he wanted to share a video with you today. So here's a video from Eric. Hey, studio, uh, here in Reading. Miss you, wish I was there, but some people here want to say hi to you. Hey, studio, uh, here in Reading. So there's Eric in Reading. I hope you guys feel really loved. Um, he'll be back here next week for our first morning gathering. Um, and next week, be prepared. We are going to have a taco truck when you come in the morning. So if you want a breakfast burrito, there's a, we're going to have pod chewies out there. And I said, can you please add a breakfast burrito as well? So they will be out there from 8.30 to 11.30. I'm like, ooh, the murmuring. It's awesome. <laughs> We're also going to be selling merch as well. We're going through and getting out all the merch we have, and um, that'll be for sale the next couple weeks. So when you come, they're just gonna, we're going to have a great time. We're going to party it up at 9 in the morning and 11.30. That's what I do in the morning. I don't know about you. So come and join us. Um, gosh, this is so fun. I feel... It, with the youth here, but even as we're worshiping, I can feel what happens when you give God everything. Just the passion of all and what he does. There's a purity in the all. It's like when fire comes and consumes, it changes everything because of what happens when everything is consumed. And so as we're here tonight, I feel like we're going to make room to pray more because I feel like God has something more for us. And it's in that space of all. And so tonight, I actually wanted to continue, you know, the last couple of weeks or months, we have been talking about strong faith, contagious hope, and enduring love. And, you know, we had Nate come and talking about encountering the God of, uh, of the Bible and the Word. And, um, and Eric talked about elements or frequencies of faith. But I thought, you know, if we're going to step into all of this, if we're going to step into strong faith and contagious hope and enduring love, we better talk about Holy Spirit. I mean, the Spirit of God, that is not just a little thing. This is like a main, like the third person in the Trinity. This is the Holy Spirit who was there from the beginning of time, hovering over the waters right before God said, let there be light. The Holy Spirit was there. You can look out through the Old Testament and there are numerous people who were filled with the Holy Spirit. You have Bezalel, one of the first ones, 
a craftsman filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you have Gideon who was there to once again lead Israel into freedom and God clothed him with the Holy Spirit. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for your spirit. And I just know that there are things in our heart and places that we want to step into. We're actually called to step into them, but we cannot do that. We can actually not follow God fully without being filled with his spirit. And there's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. You can go through your Bible and you can find many references to the Spirit of God. And in the Greek and the Hebrew, the Spirit, the word for spirit is wind or breath. Thank you, Lord, for your wind and for your breath in us. Even when he breathed life into Adam, that was his spirit. And so we're going to talk about Holy Spirit today. And we're going to take time and pray at the end. So if you did not get enough prayer and you would like more prayer, we are going to pray. We are going to finish this thing up by praying. So thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you for who you are. We love every part of you and we want everything that you have for us today. I thank you for the all. I thank you for what happens when you come and consume all. And so we invite you right now to come and have your way and come and take center stage. Yeah, we don't want to just come and do another gathering. We don't want to just be hyped up, but we want to come and encounter you, God. I pray that you would give us eyes to see you right now, Lord. Open up our ears to hear you. Yeah, and I thank you, God, for what happens when we're in your presence. Yeah, we welcome you, and we bring our whole selves, and we bless our spirits to receive what you are giving out right now. We bless our spirits to receive what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, amen. So we read throughout the Bible and we can see Holy Spirit in different forms throughout the whole Bible. And then Jesus steps on the scene. You get into the New Testament and I love it. So Jesus comes on the scene and then John baptizes Jesus. And we see Holy Spirit. You see Holy Spirit in the form of wind. You see Holy Spirit in the form of breath. You see Holy Spirit in the form of a dove, in the form of fire. The Holy Spirit is um, lots of different images. But when Jesus is baptized by John, it says that the Holy Spirit came down like a dove upon him. I'm like, and this is right before he began to do all the work. There's a, let's make note of that because we know that we are called to do the work. We're actually called to follow one who did great things. He said, you're actually gonna do greater things. But what happened to him first? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love it. We're gonna start in Luke 4. Luke 4, um, first Luke 3 is when John baptizes him and um, the Spirit descends on him like a dove. And then we go into chapter 4 and start in verse 16. It says, so he came to Nazareth, speaking of Jesus, where he had been brought up. And as, a, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. I mean, the scene, this scene I can imagine. Jesus walks into the synagogue. He opens up the book of Isaiah, just happens to find this place. I mean, this moment is so powerful. This is Jesus reading this prophecy. Luke 4, 18 says, because he has anointed, the spirit of the Lord God, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Anointed means to smear or rub with oil. You would anoint many things in that day. 
And this is a spiritual anointing that the Holy Spirit is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover the sight of the blind and to set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Continuing in verse 20, this is when it gets really good. If you could imagine sitting there, Jesus picking up the book of Isaiah. He says, then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing because this is me. This is Jesus. This is the good news that we're reading about. This is the stuff that we all get access to. This is good, you guys. You're not just coming to church just so we can sing to him. We're actually coming to church. We sing and he gives us, he gives us a measure of who he is. I believe that today that he wants to fill us afresh with his spirit. Do you guys have room? I'm like, ah, maybe I'll take more. There is something about the all today. And I love it. We look through uh, Luke 4, um, looking at Jesus. He reads this powerful scripture, which is all great news. It's like how I want to live. But it starts, even you go to the beginning of Luke 4, it starts by saying, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to be tempted by Satan. And then in verse 14, 14, it says, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit in Galilee. If you just look at all the stuff that Jesus did in this whole chapter, like there's a common theme and a thread and where it began. And it was in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. And he began to... um, He's reading a prophecy that he was, starts with the spirit of the Lord's upon me. But then it goes in to say that Jesus cast out unclean spirits. He left there and had a really good day. Let's just say he left, he cast out unclean spirits, heals a sick woman with a fever. At sunset, he healed more people and their demons came out. I'm like, that's a good day. What would happen, Holy Spirit, when you fill us? What would we do? I'm like, oh, the places we could go. And then he ends by saying, and he continued preaching. That's what Jesus did, filled with the Spirit. I'm like, oh, Lord, you are so powerful. And it's powerful when we get full of your presence and we're full of who you are. What's so good, God is such a good father. He provides. He provides. He provides a way, Jesus, to make a way back to him. But then Jesus says, "Um, oh, but there is something else coming. I have something for you, too. John 16, it says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage that I go away. This is before Jesus dies on the cross, that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So there's this promise that as Jesus is going away, which is a very sad thing. I can only imagine the Messiah is here. He's the one, he's healing these people. We're like, the dove is here. You're full of the spirit. We love what you're doing. We're with you. You're our savior. And then you're going to go away. What are you? Don't go away. Stay with us. He's like, no, I have to because there's a helper coming. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your helper. This is really huge. I think it's interesting, too. He creates Adam and he goes, actually, it's not good that you're alone. I'm going to give you a helper. I just find it interesting that the woman's a helper, but also that's a Holy Spirit. I'm like, I will take it. (laughs) I also thought it was interesting when I went to what Christine Kane had said um, about the blind spots of the church in the South. 
we were at a conference and they asked the people, what are the blind spots that you see in the South since you guys don't live in the South in the church? And they said, oh, in the South, in the church, you see women, there's kind of issues with the women in the church in leadership or pastoring women really specifically, but women in uh, ministry. And then they said, oh, in race, there's stuff with race in the South as well that is different. And then there's also oppression of the Holy Spirit in the church in the South. And then she goes, you know, it's interesting. I travel all over and I generally find wherever they oppress the Holy Spirit, they generally oppress women. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and they're both helpers. So interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for all that you have for us and even what you're doing, what you're cracking open today. Yeah, and what happens when we receive all that you've given us. So this is where it gets really interesting. So Jesus dies and he comes back, raises from the dead, and the beginning of Acts starts. And one of the last things he tells, one of the last things he says before he ascends up into heaven, we pick up in Acts 1, verse 4 and 5. And this is Jesus. Last words are just kind of important words. What are so important to you? Um, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he had said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And to be baptized really means to be immersed in water. So he's saying you're going to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And just don't stay here until that happens. I'm like, okay, so you see Holy Spirit, he's already filled people. He's clothed people throughout the Old Testament. He comes, Jesus did everything in the spirit of God and he was anointed. Now he says, actually, it's coming to you. You get to be baptized and immersed in the Holy Spirit that you just need to wait. The Holy Spirit, now we get to experience a different level of the Holy Spirit coming um, in Acts 2. And so we get to read, they're waiting. And then the day of Pentecost comes, Acts 2, verse 1 through 4, says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven and as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with each other, speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Can you say filled? That word excites me because when I think about all, when you fill something, what doesn't get touched? Nothing. The whole, whatever container is filled, filled means all. Like that's Holy Spirit. We get a measure of the Holy Spirit like that, that that's what happens. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what they were waiting for. And then we look at the whole book of Acts. Acts, there's a reason it's called Acts. There's a lot of things that transpire in Acts, a lot of things that take place. And you get to see what happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit. There's actually things that we need. And you can see when we look at what did we see in Jesus's life? What did we see in Peter's life? What did we see with those who were full of the Holy Spirit? What are things that they got to experience? And the first one I would say is power. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you get filled with power. And even Jesus, we saw it in Luke 4, from the, um, from the time that he got filled with the Spirit, he read the prophecies and then he just went about doing. I mean, there was people getting healed, demons um, being cast out. 
That is just Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And then it refers to um, Jesus' life in Acts 10.38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. When we get filled with the Holy Spirit, we get power. And we want, who wants to be able to see people get set free? Who wants to do what we read in, from the prophet Isaiah, what Jesus lived? We are followers of Jesus and as disciples of him, he says, well, you can go and do as I did. Actually, you're gonna do even greater things. I'm like, I actually believe that. I believe that. But there is a measure, even Judah opened up talking about faith. There's a measure of faith that we get the opportunity to step into as we follow him. And I believe we're able to do that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The second thing is when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have boldness. Anybody need more boldness here? Yes, yes, yes. No scaredy cats. Yes. Yes. Um, the context for Acts 4 um, in this, Peter and John are arrested because they were causing a ruckus and telling everybody about Jesus' death and resurrection. Can you say ruckus? That, I don't know if that's a Southern word or I just am like, I just sounds like they were causing a ruckus. They were causing a ruckus in Acts 4 and um, they actually brought them and they were arrested for an evening. And um, they actually, another a person was healed as well because they were about doing all the stuff. And uh, in Acts 4, 8, I love it. It says, first, Peter witnesses of Jesus. It says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel. He began to respond to the Sanhedrin because they were saying, by what authority are you doing all of this stuff? And he began to preach and be a witness, but it said he was filled with the Holy Spirit. These are important things because these are people doing the stuff. And I tell you, studio is just getting started, guys. We're a family and we're doing a, we're creating a foundation, but we're creating family not just so we can just be family and stay in this room. Like we actually want to step into all who God's created us to be and we know it's not going to keep us right here. It's going to happen in your home. It's going to happen in your neighborhoods. It's going to happen in your workplace, in your schools, in the streets, in the city, and in the country. This is good news. But we are going to need boldness. We're going to need boldness to step out into culture and to places that are really divisive. There's, um, you know, just open your door, <laughs> look at social media. Uh, thank you, Lord, for boldness. In Acts 4, continuing, I love what they talk about uh, Peter saying, first he was filled with the Holy Spirit as he's interacting in this place. It says in verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. And they marveled. They realized that they had been with Jesus. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that fills us with boldness that actually makes people turn their heads. Who have you been with? Ah, let me tell you who's inside of me. <laughs> third, so first is power, boldness. And the third one is, is huge for us to actually step into who God has called us to be. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, it empowers us to be witnesses and to live as followers of Jesus and actually live and step into the callings that God has for us. We need the Father, we need the Son, and we need the Holy Spirit. I might even say, let's call him the Holy Ghost. I've never called the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost much, but it's, I'll take the Holy Ghost now. We want the Holy Ghost. I'll take everything. 
Acts 1.8, this is Jesus after he um, had said, I want you to wait. I want you to wait because the promise is coming. And um, Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is Jesus talking to his followers. This is a commandment that we would actually wait And then we would receive, and like we are still following Jesus, and we are not staying right here. We want to be witnesses, and we want people to experience him. Because when you get to encounter God, nothing stays the same. Anyone want to live in a cave? Anyone want to live inside of a cage? No, because we weren't created for that. But what happens when we encounter him? Everything changes. And so we get the opportunity to go tell people about Jesus by being filled with him, being changed ourselves but also being witnesses of who he is. And to do that well, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We see, I'm just going to wrap up here in just a moment. Multiple times in Acts, the Holy Spirit falls. In the beginning, we just read Acts 2. um, We have uh, Pentecost, Holy Spirit comes. But then again in Acts 10, I love this because I'm actually, it gives me permission to go, ah, thank you, Lord, when we speak, your spirit can fall. Verse uh, chapter 10, Peter was speaking. 10, 44 and 46 says, while Peter was speaking these words, because he's out preaching and, and um, talking, and the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That tells me that when we are speaking the word, that everyone can receive Holy Spirit. Everyone can be filled, and he's pouring himself out. And then I want to finish with this, and I'm going to have a couple of people come up. If Shana has talked to you, just be prepared. We're going to pray in just a moment. But going back to Acts 2, after Pentecost, Holy Spirit comes and um, is poured out. Peter uh, shares a prophetic word at the end or the second part of Acts 2. In verse 14 through 18, it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk. Because when they were full of the Holy Spirit and they're speaking in other tongues, they're like, Whoa, what have they been drinking at this time of day? Like, what is going on? And he said, For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken to the prophet Joel. And I want you to listen because this is a moment and I believe that the Lord wants to fill us with his spirit today and we can ask for it and he is such a good father. I just want to tell you that this has been happening for a long time, but we can come to him boldly and say, come and fill us. But this is what it says from the prophet. Um, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I just want to say yes and amen to this. If you want to come and pray, I want to lead a moment in prayer as I have led through scripture and even talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, I just want to say, does anybody want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And it doesn't matter. Like you could have had some of the Holy Spirit. You could have been full. But this is today on the 29th of October. I believe that we have an opportunity to receive an outpouring of the Holy Spirit.
Thanks for listening to today's talk. If you're interested in learning more about Studio here in Greenville, you can go check out our website, studiogreenville.com. And you can give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is studio.greenville. Have a great week.